Blog Talk Radio. Grizzlies Growls presents the IDSL, the show that tries to play every tune by every Minnesota artist on GarageBand.com, if they let me, and if it doesn't suck. Now, here's your host, Grizzly Smith. Yes, that's me. Well, hello again, folks. This is the IDSL for September... September 4. September 4, 2009. It's about 10 p.m. here in the central time zone, Duluth, Minnesota, my hometown out on the edge of Lake Superior. And I am your host, the internationally renowned new media celebrity, Grizzly Smith. Yes, that's me. Now, of course, normally we go into the uh, IDSL list and we play songs from GarageBand that don't suck. However, as I have announced privately, previously, uh, we have a little, uh, we're doing something a little bit special. We are going to be doing an interview with uh, Mr. Chris Kirby, who is a, a, a um, rather talented R&B artist, and let me play, let me, uh, well, hi Chris, but let me play this cool little intro thingy I put together, so we can, uh, so I can make that, read that into the record, so to speak. Just a sec here, check this out, it's kind of cool. He's a witty, spitey, pasty white kid from the woods whose style is simply addictive. With his new record entitled Vampire Hotel, Chris Kirby gets down to business playing funky piano, saucy guitar, and singing as if the fate of his own mother hangs on every word. Vampire Hotel is Kirby's highly anticipated sophomore recording and is produced by Gordy Johnson, Big Sugar, Government Mule, Taj Mahal. Production of the record was split between Fat Track Studios in St. John's NL and Willie Nelson's Petronella Studios in Austin, Texas. Heavily influenced by New Orleans rhythm and blues and Motown soul, but rooted in the rich Newfoundland tradition of storytelling, Vampire Hotel offers a unique and refreshing brand of music from a truly original artist. Kirby, a 26-year-old son of Norris Arm NL, moved to the city of St. John's in 2001 where he began playing in a string of bands on the local club scene. With the release of Chris Kirby on Rum and Religion in 2006, Chris finally emerged as a solo artist and a captivating songwriter and performer. Since then, Chris has earned Music NL and ECMA nominations in blues categories. He has also appeared on Showcase and Songwriter Circle stages at major national and international events, where he has performed alongside greats such as Ron Hines, Maureen Ennis, Steve Mariner, Teresa Lavasure, Kyle Rabko, and Harry Manx. Just four weeks after its chart debut, the title track from Roman Religion hit number one on the nationally syndicated East Coast Countdown. This and other tracks from the album have since been featured on radio shows across the country, including Ontario University Stations and CBC Radio's Vinyl Cafe. Terry Parsons' Blind Lemon Blues listed Chris Kirby on Rum and Religion as number seven in the top 20 Canadian blues recordings of 2006. On tape and on stage, Chris is joined by his A-list rhythm section, known as the Marquee. The Marquee includes bassist Craig Follett and drummer Mark Marshall. Mark is a talented young musician who recently showcased at the Cape Breton International Drum Festival, where he received praise from some of the industry's renowned players. Craig is a past Music NL nominee, side Musician of the Year, and regularly performs with many of Newfoundland's finest musicians and groups. 
Chris Kirby and the Marquee have performed at many festivals and events across the country and as far south as Memphis, Tennessee. They have also appeared as musical guests for many programs, such as CTV's Breakfast Television and CBC Radio's Go Show. Together, the band has earned a solid reputation as an energetic, inspiring act, delivering a unique and unforgettable show every time. Well, I think that about covers it. Good night, folks. <laughs> well, hi, Chris. Glad you could stop by. I figured. Oh, I'd, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I figured to be. Figured to be. I figured I'd throw the whole bio out there up front just so I just so I knew I covered the bases. Plus, of course, for some reason I can't talk tonight, so I, it's a good thing I recorded all that in advance. But you, now, after listening to that, you sound too gosh darn important to actually be on my show. Um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Where should we start? You know what I'll do? I think I'll do what I did to, uh, to, to one other artist I interviewed. If you had to describe yourself without mentioning music, how would you, how would you do that? If somebody asked, who's Chris without, Kirby? Wow, without mentioning music. Uh, uh, well, I would say that I'm a, I'm a nerd that tries his very best to be hip. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Well, you, um, what are the standard questions? Now, let's see. How do you get started? I assume you didn't just like roll out of the bassinet, accidentally land on the toy piano and turn into Schroeder. <laughs> no. Uh, well, I've been playing piano most of my, uh, most of my life, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, since I was four or five, I think. My mom asked me if I wanted to take piano lessons. I said no. And she said, <laughs> too bad. It's too bad you start next week. <laughs> So that's the way it started, and um, for most of my music career, I was a guitar player, and uh, I just kind of jumped on the piano a couple of years ago, back on the piano, I guess, and uh, yeah, here we are, but I've, uh, how, did I get, how did I get started? Jeez, <laughs> oh, that's a tough question, you know, I, I think I was uh, 14 or 15 years old, and I saw, remember that old, uh, oh, from the 90s, uh, the uh, tribute concert to Stevie Ray Vaughan with uh, Eric Clapton and B.B. King and all mm. these guys. Uh, they used to play it on PBS like every weekend for mm. a year. Um, I saw that when I was in, I guess I was in junior high, and uh, changed my life from that moment on. I knew I wanted to be a musician in the uh, in some some division of the blues world, mm -hmm. and. Uh, yeah, I've been trying it ever since. <laughs> okay, but so as far as the first part is concerned, basically I had the best in that story pretty much correct. Sounds like well, almost. But um, so you so basically right, right up right up right from the get go when you were thinking about music after the uh, after being basically dragged kicking and screaming into the piano thing, yeah. basically went went from there to the blues. And do you consider yourself more focused on like, like more R and B or just B primarily? Uh, well. You know, rhythm and blues. When we, when I first started doing this kind of the kind of music that that I were doing, we're calling it East Coast R and B. East Coast meaning East Coast of Canada. Okay. <laughs> um, but um, all my all my promo said, um, quote unquote, sounds like rhythm and blues got back together. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I I did start out as a blues artist, mm -hmm. but uh, I'm more 
more drawn to the New Orleans kind of sound and, and more modern derivatives of blues, you know? So, um, and that's, and coming from a, I guess, a club band uh, kind of background in, in terms of um, music as employment, uh, you know, making people dance is kind of kind of the goal in, in most circumstances. Oh, yeah. So, uh, and you get that with, with R&B. Rather than you know, you gotta put the, you gotta put that rhythm back into it. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. Get them, get them. Yeah. You get them dancing, and you can keep them listening. You know, if, if they get tired out dancing, they 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 don't got they don't have enough energy to get up and leave. Yes. They gotta keep listening. Yeah, well, well, this is what I see at at you know most of our shows, um, our club shows, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, especially uh, in St. John's, where 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 I live and where we do most of our work. Um, there's this interesting divide within within the room. There, there's a bar room, and then there's a band room or a show room, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you got all the people who are in the back, sitting at the bar, drinking their beer and listening and critiquing. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got all the people who are up and just want to just want to shake it, and they don't care what you have to say. They don't care what you look like. You know. <laughs> They just want to hear that bass drum slamming. <laughs> so you got It's a hard job to keep everybody happy, but um, you know, there, therein lies the fun. <laughs> okay. Well, speaking of keeping everybody happy, I uh, spent some time today making sure that I had every single song from your new album, that would be uh, Vampire Hotel, up uh, available here on BTR for me. Where do you think we should start? We should jump out to a, jump, jump out to a tune and uh, jump, then jump back into the stories. Uh, yeah, well, let's start with, uh, let's go with, uh, Fool No More. Fool No More is a, uh, uh, it's been described in a recent review as the ultimate kiss-off anthem. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's about an ex-girlfriend that, uh, um, well, to put it bluntly, my family never liked anyway. <laughs> uh, and, uh, it features, like, Steve Manor, who, who you mentioned in that opening there. Okay. He's a wicked harp player from Ottawa. And uh, my uh, my good friend, Leanne Kane, who is uh, 19 years old, uh, and she lives in St. John's. And, uh, yeah, well, she's on that song and on Come Clean, and she kind of she kind of owns uh, some of the best moments on the record i think her having her sing in the studio was the only time that i was actually brought to my knees <laughs> recording moments so i'm really really happy to feature her and steve on this record and particularly this track okay so here he is fool no more from chris kirby's new album vampire hotel I got nothing good to say, and I say it to you anyway. Have you come looking for a price to pay? How much time do you have, babe? You couldn't say what you were thinking about, but you've been thinking on it, no doubt. Don't be surprised, I figured you out. You've been fooling around on me. You say you need me to calm down, you're trying to twist this thing around. So full of shit, your eyes are turning brown Well, I know you're sorry, but it just won't do Now you're shaking in your little shoes Didn't I tell you he was bad news? Now in the end, you see just what you stood to lose What I am's a good man, I don't need you No matter how long it's been going 
how sorry you are now that you're caught. You can stop pretending you are someone you're not. Hold on, baby, it won't be long. I'm showing another fruit is coming right along. Kirby off of his new Vampire Hotel album. It's kind of a. I got to think. I listen. I listened to the tune Vampire Hotel, and I'm still trying to get clear in my mind exactly how you came up with that name. But you know what? I was trying to figure out in my head exactly where Norris Arm uh, NL NL is uh, Newfoundland Labrador, right? Newfoundland and Labrador, correct? Okay, yeah, that part I figured out fairly fairly early on. I did a quick Google search and. Opening up the map, holy mackerel! Your way the heck and gone out there. Yeah, we're uh, we're right out next door to Atlantis. <laughs> there you go. My goodness. Yeah. Wait. Anyway, I lost my train of thought. How and you went went from there to St. John? Oh, let's referring back yeah, to the St. John's is the capital. Is the actually the oldest city in North America? Hmm. Um, and uh, it is geographically the most nonsensical capital that we could possibly have because it's, you know, it's right on the ocean. <laughs> it's not central whatsoever. Uh, so, but, you know, since it's so old, they're not going to change it. <laughs> yeah, I suppose it was there, it was there first. You kind of have to right, make that the capital, I suppose. Absolutely. Yeah, you're way the heck and gone out there. Did, did, did that uh, have any influence as far as how your, uh, how your career developed and everything, being kind of... Out on the edge of things, I suppose these days, you know, with the modern transportation and whatnot, it can't be, you can't, you're not quite as isolated as things used to be back in the day. But even so, is that uh, being, being from the... Yeah, it, it, it does, it does present a lot of challenges um, because it's like, well, yeah, like the, the, the big thing is that there's a, there's quite a uh, good touring um market in Atlantic Canada, uh, but every other process is kind of drivable, uh, but us, we have to fly or we got to take a, a six hour ferry ride to, mm. uh, to the mainland as we call it. And, uh, yeah, it, it, it has a lot better. And, you know, like you say, with modern transportation and with the internet, uh, you know, the gaps are still are closing, but, um, they're never going to close all the way, you know? Uh, and we're really lucky here, I guess, realizing 
the geographical handicap that we have. Our actual uh, music industry association puts forth a lot of money for uh, for touring support mm-hmm. and uh, market access support. We just finished a tour that was that was funded in part by uh, Music Newfoundland and Labrador, and basically they gave me um, enough money to to pay my band um, and my manager. So while we were on the road incurring all these, you know, locking up all these costs, I didn't have to worry too much because all this travel that we were doing and all the money I had to pay out to the guys um, was more or less covered with, uh, with this tour support money. So, you know, it's, and it keeps getting better every year. We get a little bit, you know, a little bit more and more. So more artists are able to get out to the rest of the country and the rest of the world and, uh, showcase what Newfoundland has hiding in its back pockets. <laughs> okay. Now, St. John, being that it's been there for a while, is it a pretty, pretty big town? Uh, yeah, it's pretty big. It's about, let's see, how, where do I, I'm really bad with numbers and I should know, I should know how many people are on and being, being smarter than I look, I should be able to, <laughs> I should be able to just surf it up how many people are on this oh. thing. There in the St. John's and L population. Google time. Yeah, you'll, you'll get it faster than me. <laughs> Let's see. Recent population grew slowly in the 17th century. However, if I looked up, <laughs> if I looked up was the largest metropolitan area in Canada, a population of 184,410. That's decent size. Go. That's decent size. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's a small city, but a, a city nonetheless. Yeah, I'm, I said we're getting busier. And um, uh, you know we're a, we've suddenly become an oil town, so uh, you know there's lots of business popping up, and housing is housing has gone through the roof. And I think we're the only part of North America that isn't experiencing a recession. <laughs> yeah, it's a little, little boom going there. With uh, was it uh, oil tar? I think it is it there. Yeah, we've got a, we've got a few oil uh, oil spots around, mm-hmm. and uh, and there's other other um, natural resources that we've all Newfoundland has always been a really na- uh, really rich place in, in resources mm-hmm. um, and uh, and we don't seem to we don't seem to chal- uh, we don't seem to I guess see too many hurdles when it comes to that kind of stuff yeah. which is nice yeah. you know we haven't, we haven't, we haven't fought, wandered too far off the subject of music here have we <laughs> oil <laughs> no. oil and music it's so close it's, it's, it's like oil and water or, no well that's not right yeah <laughs> Anyway, boy, yeah, well, um, Skype is being being a little bit contrary, but uh, that might be an, an international uh, international thing. I'll fix it and post anyway. No big. Now, let's see. Speaking of music, let's say we asked about how'd you get started. Uh, the others, what are the other standard questions we have to hit here? Influences. I know you mentioned uh, mentioned you mentioned TV Ray Vaughan, the several people the people that you mentioned in that one big concert that suddenly. Brought the epiphany moment for you. Um, yeah. What else would you consider major influences for you? Major influence. Well, Doctor John is is the boss. Okay. <laughs> Doctor John was yeah remains to be a big influence. Stevie Wonder, which is uh, well, Stevie Wonder, the influence is evident in lots of my music. Yeah. I can I can uh, hear that. I can actually hear that in some of your tunes. Come to think of it, and I've pointed out. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and uh, and so I read in one of your uh, posts on Twitter today that uh, I remind you of Randy Newman, mm-hmm. and Randy, Randy Newman as a songwriter uh, in particular has has influenced me. I, I became a Randy Newman fan fairly late in the game, but uh, I think 
indirectly, I was always a fan because once I got into his music, you could I could see the connection between him and Ben Folds okay. and Ben Folds. I come on. So uh, and if you listen to if you listen to a Randy Newman record and then a Ben Folds record directly after, mm-hmm. you can you can pretty much you know. Ben Folds becomes just Randy Newman and Elton John in a blender. <laughs> you, know. <laughs> you know, there was there was one tune in particular. I can't remember which one it was. I was listening to it was one one near the end of the album that all of a sudden struck me. I wish I could remember which one. I should have written that down, but I can't remember which one it was. Uh, let's see, wasn't it um, maybe Entertain? No, well, it might have been Entertainer of the Year. I can't remember which one. Which one do you think? sounds most like Randy Newman because there was one I sang that does sound a lot like him uh, it could be it could be entertainer of the year um, or no it's was is it the um, is it the real kind of R&B soul sounding one with the, the horn section and stuff it, that would be see you again uh, that could be the one that, that is definitely the one because yeah it has to be because I was I, I sang that one. I remember in the studio, uh, when I was singing it in my head, I was saying, think Randy Newman, think Randy Newman. <laughs> I was like, D- deliver this like Randy Newman would. <laughs> which, uh, which, which, oddly Sorry. enough, provides me with a nice, neat segue into going out to another piece of music. Funny how that go. works out, huh? <laughs> yeah. Kids, don't try this at home. Highly trained professionals at work. <laughs> You're trained professionals. There you go. So let's check that one out then. See you again from Chris Kirby off the Vampire Hotel album. Links in the show notes. I know you're busy. And I believe when you say you're all alone But I've been trying for three days to get you on the phone So come on, tell me something Don't care, you've got to make it up Just need some more of your attention, baby, I can't get enough about me baby but you can trust me I swear go ahead and ask around on me honey I don't care ask anybody anything you want anything at all to ease your mind anything at all to get me some more of your time Cause darling, if you don't Me 
and the boys are playing downtown. It would be nice if you could show. I won't be down until very late. But if you wanna stick around, then maybe me and you could grab a drink or two and live it up downtown. Sorry, got thrown thrown for a moment there, folks. That was See You Again from Chris Kirby off of the Vampire Hotel album. And I did put links in the show notes on Blog Talk Radio, and they will soon begin the show notes on my Grizzlies Growls page where I do the regular podcast stuff. Meanwhile, Chris is trying to get into the chat room. I gave him the link for the page, and we'll see how that works out. Did uh, everything work? I'm uh, filling out some information now. It's still asking <laughs> To register, uh, so well, I gotta, we'll just, we'll I gotta give, give somebody my identity here. Now. <laughs> okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, gotta, gotta love technology. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's, well, it's, uh, it's gonna get me. Take me a couple of seconds here to. They ask you to do everything in duplicate. Isn't that funny? Oh yeah. It's like like oh, I would get my email wrong the first time. It's my email. <laughs> yeah. Well. If I'd been thinking, I could I could have given you a link in advance, and we could have sorted it out. Uh, oh well, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, is the player still going on the page? I uh, I paused it. Okay, well I don't know. I'm getting a little. It's a Skype thing. Anyway, now we're getting into administrivia. Oh. First, first we go to oil, then we go to then we go into technology. <laughs> Let's see. What do we? What else we got about music? Let me think about this here. Um... Oh, maybe I should maybe I should ask that one question I was going to um, I was going to ask earlier. Uh, which which do you like better, Craig or Mark? <laughs> that's uh, that's an interesting question. I'm sure I'm sure they're they're both chomping at the bit to to know <laughs> to know what, 
Um, you know, it's a. I don't know if I can answer if I can answer it at all, but I will kind of give a background on those guys. You know, Craig. Okay. Craig has been one of my very best friends since birth. Um, Craig is from a little uh, town, Gander, uh, Newfoundland, which is about a half hour drive away from my hometown, and we were actually born. Um, both of us started out. Uh, in a smaller town called Buckins, <laughs> our parents taught in that. They both taught in that uh, community, so that's mm. like we kind of met through our parents. And uh, I've got yeah, so I've known him longer than I've known my own siblings, because <laughs> mm-hmm. just because he's older. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, and Mark, I haven't known quite as long, so I don't know. I know more about Craig. I don't know if that means I like him anymore, but I certainly know. Uh, a lot more, well, probably a lot more than I should know about Craig. <laughs> <laughs> and I've yeah. Got a, um, sorry. No, I've got a, I've got a, fr- I've got a friend like that too. I've actually, I, I tell people I've known him since before he was born because I can remember when I was a kid. Uh, he's he's a few years younger than me, and I remember uh, seeing his mom holding his older sister in her arms, and she was pretty much out to there at that point, and I guess that was him, so I've pretty much known him, so I know, I know the feeling well, <laughs> knowing somebody a little bit longer than uh, anybody has, is anybody reasonable, now Craig is the, uh, Craig is primarily, the, is the bassist, and yes. Mark is the, is, this is the drummer, and, and, and are they considered the marquee, or are all of you considered the marquee, or is it separately... It, Chris Kirby, it's Chris and, the Kirby and, and the Marquis, yes. So, so Craig and Mark are the Marquis, um, oh. and Craig, uh, Craig consistently gives me, uh, gives me, uh, well, joking, <laughs> joking flack because Mark's name is kind of in the band name, and his is not. <laughs> Why go. couldn't it be Chris Kirby and uh, Mark Craig? <laughs> there you go, the so, Craig Key or something like that. Craig, yeah. Craig Key, yeah. He's, he's actually <laughs> used that one. <laughs> or the Marquis introducing Chris Kirby, which I think the, um, what was it, uh, Grace Slick and, um, I think it was Grace Slick and, uh, man, I went to, uh, and, and, and Jefferson, uh, Jefferson's, Jefferson Airplane, Jefferson Starship at one point they was introducing Grace Slick because she was gone and she came back. But uh, so that kind of thing. So you you could you could do that and just, just kind of as a as a homage to one of the uh, yeah, speaking of older groups, I remember you, you mentioned uh, Dr. John Dr. No, Dr. John, John doc, yeah. Doc, Dr. John is the um, you know, he's the ultimate in New Orleans music for me you know because he's kind of he kind of takes all that traditional stuff and he's kind of responsible for um bringing it to bringing it to the new generations you know and there's lots of people doing some new and interesting stuff with it now uh but he kind of he kind of brought it to the pop world you know he was the new orleans blues he was the well being from new orleans a little different but you know like same kind of thing that eric clapton and and Stevie Ray Vaughan did for guitar blues, he did for the piano, the New okay. Orleans blues, you know. Did you manage to get down to uh, New Orleans? I know you mentioned in your uh, in your bio that you did get as far as uh, Memphis. Did you manage to get down yeah. to New Orleans, listen to some we, of the some of the folks live down there? Unfortunately, not. Uh, but that is a, that's a personal goal of mine to to do that real soon. Um, in Memphis, we were we were only in Memphis for a 
couple of days. We went down for this uh, the Folk Alliance International Folk Alliance Conference. Okay. Uh, we were down there for we were, we were actually only there for half the time we were supposed to be because it's in February and of course being from Newfoundland we got snowed in. So <laughs> we uh, we spent about two days uh, back and forth at the airport uh, on stand like trying to get on standby flights and whatever else and we missed a couple of we missed like three gigs that we had lined up down there all showcase gigs but you know still at a big weekend like that with people from all over the world you don't want to miss anything uh, but we had to and we managed to get some stuff changed around for us so it wasn't uh, it wasn't a loss at all because we went down there and made some good contacts and and turned a few heads which is which is always nice there you go. but um but yeah, we we didn't didn't even get to do any like sightseeing. The most we most we got to do was walk on uh, uh, walk around Beale Street and and eat some fantastic barbecue. <laughs> uh, walking in Memphis, just like the song, yeah, just like the song says, with my feet just ten like feet off of the Beale. Yeah, yeah. We were anyway. we were a little closer than ten feet. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's cool. Of course, of course. Now you know that you got this album, and when this one when this one really blows up, you can you'll be able to afford that uh, that uh, that winter home down in New Orleans. So you'll be able to pick up the music there and get to all your uh, all your uh, all your wintertime gigs. You know, just uh, kind of a commute, but you just have to go with it. There you go. There you go. Sounds like I was kind of impressed with some of some of the uh, some of the credentials mentioned in your in your bio, including uh, uh, having your. Um, Part of the album produced at uh, Willie Nelson's Paternalis Studios. I think I pronounced yeah, that correctly. That actually, was, that was really cool. Uh, that's down in Austin, well, just mm-hmm. outside of Austin. And I was down there for a few days. Uh, the main the, the main point of the trip was to go down and record vocals, and I wound up recording uh, a pile of guitars and um, and some all the kind of fake orchestrations that you hear, like anything that sounds like strings or whatever, or not real strings, or me playing on the keyboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that was all done down there, because I went down there and I got sick, so I couldn't sing. Uh, well, I tried to sing. <laughs> I tried to sing for like three days, and uh, and it just wasn't happening, because I, was, I had a flu brewing. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, made the, we still made you know, the most of the trip. Yeah, what a, what mm-hmm. a cool spot. And just a dream to walk around. I mean, it was intimidating, but mm-hmm. but uh, you know, exciting at the same time because you're walking around and you got gold records on the wall, pictures of Willie Nelson with this person with that person, and then the mics come up and you got to sing into the same microphone that likely <laughs> Frank Sinatra sang into. You know, there you go. Uh, like all the like the the first thing I yeah. I remember seeing when I walked into the building was gold record uh, for the duet that Willie did with Frank Sinatra back in, oh, God knows how long. So, I mean, how intimidating is that, you know? <laughs> and you expect to be picking out red whiskers from the grill of the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there you were on the Austin City Limits. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Um, yeah. <laughs> and sing, did you actually get to meet the man? Did you get to meet Willie Nelson himself? I didn't, but oh, I I, uh, I got to play one of his guitars. We tried to we tried to record um, one of his uh, his backup guitar actually that because that doesn't go on the road with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we 
recorded some tracks, but didn't wind up keeping them. But you know, I played Willie Nelson's guitar, and I was in his office, <laughs> so uh, so I got to see you know where he uh, where he hides out and where he works and stuff. Um, so to me, he's he's still kind of like the Bigfoot, <laughs> but but I see all these signs of him, but no no Willie, um, but. I don't know. Hopefully, I hope to go back. The reason why we were there, well, why I, I was I was there alone. The reason why I was down there was because the producer of the record, Gordy Johnson, mm-hmm. um, he works out of that studio pretty much, um, pretty much exclusively now, unless he needs to come and, and do some, uh, you know, do some road work. Like I couldn't afford to have the whole album done in Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, so he came to Newfoundland and did, and we did a lot of work there. So there's he does that from time to time, but mostly he works out of Texas. And I don't know how he got, I don't know how he scored this gig, but it's really cool. I mean, he's in Willie Nelson's studio. He's got to keep the building. He shares a bathroom with Willie Nelson. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's it's pretty cool. Um, so, uh, and he's you know, to me, like growing up, I don't know if if um, well, you, you've probably heard of. Gordy Johnson and his bands Big Sugar and now Grady. I mean, Big Sugar in Canada was, I mean, he was my guitar hero. I grew mm-hmm. up with his music, you know. And uh, just to meet the guy, it's like, I wonder, you know, how intimidating, how surreal this is going to be. But he's a home fry, you know. He's like, you can, he, he's just the nicest, genuine person. So having him show you around Gordy's or uh, Willie's, uh, place and him frothing at the mouth <laughs> you know here's <laughs> my hero showing me around willie nelson's workspace and he can hardly believe it himself mm. uh it's you know my mind is just in outer space <laughs> it's just i can i can barely handle it <laughs> um and in another another smooth and elegant segue uh, what tunes in particular, or tune in particular, do you think of when you think of being down in uh, off of the album, of course, uh, with the process of going down to uh, to Boston? What what in particular? What where can where what tune can we hear that uh, that that gruffness and uh, bluesiness in your voice from having the flu or whatever it was? Oh, uh, uh, let's oh what entertainer of the year uh, uh-huh. is definitely yeah that's got that's got some of the Austin. Uh, vocals in it um i came home and redid the vocals but we kept we kept some of them and um i think the the most that have been kept were from that song okay then let us listen to uh entertainer of the year this is actually the ninth track off of uh chris's uh, new album vampire hotel entertainer of the year For a while You ain't nothing but a cheap soundtrack To a night they might never recall But remember each one dropped a fin at the door And if you're lucky you go home with it all But don't you dare Do anything special No, don't you dare Play something they don't know Forget what you've been told It's not 
Chris Kirby off of his Vampire Hotel album. Vampire Hotel. That's kind of a creepy name. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> no, no offense, but Vampire Hotel. Where the heck did that come from? Yeah, it's it's not uh, it's not a typical sounding name for uh, an R and B record, is it? Mm. <laughs> it's Vampire Hotel is the nickname on an old uh, an old haunt of mine. No, pardon mm. the pun. Um, but a bunch. Uh, <laughs> there's a uh, a place. It, it was called the Spur, and it changed its name recently to the Victory, and now it's under new management, and it's going to be called something else. And I've got my fingers crossed that they've heard buzz about my record and how it's named after that place, and it opens as the Vampire Hotel. If mm-hmm. it does, I'll uh, I'll probably start going back there on a very regular. Um, but uh, I used to do uh, a blues duo thing with a friend of mine we used to call ourselves blues and fried chicken <laughs> and uh-huh. uh and it was because that was our that's another another story that that was our uh, hangover cure on sunday mornings was uh a bit of muddy waters and some takeout fried chicken and we were all uh we were all cured up <laughs> oh. so um and jamming kind of came from those Sunday mornings, and we called ourselves Blues and Fried Chicken. Well, there you go. Think of when we, were, when we were in that situation. So um, anyway, we we used to play pretty much every week at this place, um, and it's literally a well, not a hotel. I mean, it's a bar, but you could you could stay there all night if you really wanted to. And there's a few places in St. John's that uh, that are kind of like that. Uh, they they lock up the doors and kick out all the people that they don't know, and then uh, all the uh, all the regular crowd can kind of hang out for as long as they want. And we often left when the sun was way up in the air, uh, you know, when we had nothing else to do the next day. Um, but um, then you walk out the door. You walk out the door and throw your cape up over your face and hiss a little bit too. Yeah, just a little. Yeah. You know, get home before you get all burnt up. <laughs> um, <laughs> but we, uh, I remember one night we went down to the to the basement. To we we used to keep our guitar cases and stuff there because it was a really small place place to to keep all your uh, all your gear, and it was down in the basement. So we we went down to the basement, hung out, had a drink, put our guitars, chatted for a bit, and then we came back upstairs. And for some reason, I don't. I don't really remember why the lighting had just changed. There was this weird purple lighting going on, and there was this one guy uh, asleep on the pool table, and people, it was just a really weird... It was like something out of a Tarantino movie or something. It was just <laughs> a weird scene. Uh, and I just looked at Matt, my friend, and said, 
the vampires are out. We got to get the hell home. <laughs> so uh, from that point on, it, we we had jokingly referred to the Spur as uh, the Vampire Hotel, and uh, this album started out as pretty much a uh, a an account of my experiences at that place. Entertainer of the Year. There's a direct quote from uh, of that bar, the uh, No Heroes in This Town thing. That was a that was a conversation I had with the owner of, uh, of the Vampire Hotel. Um, and the song Vampire Hotel is pretty much a, a night at the Vampire Hotel. It, it's, it, it is a, my recollection of an actual night that I spent there. <laughs> hmm. Now you, now you got me tempted to play the Vampire Hotel one, except we did want to get your single in there. You wanted to huh. get the single well, people, you know, the song is uh, <laughs> the song is is gettable. So uh, maybe we'll leave it as a mystery. <laughs> Aha! And people can find it. Uh, you know, curiosity will get them. Uh, will get them going. <laughs> so, we're, so we're thinking we're going to we're going to leave Vampire Hotel hidden, or go go to uh, Don't Forget About Me. Well, we got we got to play the, the single because that's oh. what. You know, if we got time to play two, let's play two. But you know, we can uh, try. Well, why don't we do? We'll do the single, which is "Don't Forget About Me." That's actually being released as a single. Is it going to be like on one of the mini CDs and whatnot? Or? No, no, no. But it, it is. Uh, I've a lot of radio stations have it in email uh, form and and don't have any of the rest of the record. And believe it or not, I'm getting. Like this is a this is an R and B record. It's a blues. It's, it, some people have have still put me in the uh, folk category, um, mm. but uh, I'm having success locally on like the pop stations. You can hear me wedged between Rihanna and Nickelback, <laughs> and I'm played like three times uh, every four hours. It's it's weird uh this song here it, it's being requested and it's uh it went number one on the east coast countdown in like three weeks um so it, it's a really weird thing to have a pop you know it, i wouldn't call it a hit but a, a local a local hit you know sure. um well that crossover but, action never hurts yeah i know and uh that's that's what i'm finding um cbc uh, here in Canada is playing me nationally uh, on like for the kind of funk uh, side of things and then we've got blue stations and jazz programs playing some some of the more uh, outside the box stuff and the pop stations playing don't forget about me and people are liking it I'm uh, I'm enjoying this uh, this cross genre stuff <laughs> cool well then let us do that shall we since we've been talking about listening to don't forget about me let's listen to don't forget about me from from chris kirby off of the vampire hotel album <laughs> Was it time he would worry about her? But tonight he writes a letter instead. And he says, Go home, baby, leave me behind. I know all I've been is just a waste of your time. But don't you ever dare forget about me. In the beginning, everything was so 
love Bit by bit Your taste got expensive And I know you knew I'd never keep up So you gotta Let on the side And you're having your fun I know he's got a pair That's good for more than one oh, but Don't you joys of doing this is sometimes I can't find my mouse and try to click on the thing to get myself back on the air, but let's pretend that never happened. Highly trained professional that I am. And that was Don't Forget About Me from Chris Kirby off of the Vampire Hotel album, and we have in fact discussed where the title of the album came from, but one thing we haven't mentioned, I know that you had, uh, mentioned the other day that you, do, uh, that you are in the process of working your way through a tour, or are or shall be, and uh, in particular you Actually, have... Sorry, uh, the, the tour is actually just wrapped up, uh, but we have some more road road stuff happening. I see. Um, yeah. Okay, and that's that, uh, you mentioned the, Har- the Harvest Jazz and Blues Festival. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's the one coming up. Yeah, we're just, we're kind of flying into Fredericton, New Brunswick, and then coming back after, the, you know, so it's not really a tour. <laughs> we're only going to one place. Um, but... 
it's going to be great. We're so excited. We're going to, we, we get to open for Los Lobos along with, well, on the bill, it's us and Monkey Junk, who, uh, well, Monkey Junk is the band consisting of, uh, well, the leader, I guess, or the singer of the band is Steve Mariner, who I mentioned earlier in this interview. He plays harmonica on my record. Uh, so I'm really excited to be playing on, st- sharing a stage with those guys. And that after us comes Los Lobos, you know, uh, and it's going to be a big show. It's sold out well in advance, so it's guaranteed to be a a breakthrough gig for us. So we're we're looking forward to it for sure. Okay, well, I was going to plug it to just people go, but if it's sold out, I don't know. Well, you can... uh, (laughs) Festival seating, yeah. Festival seating. (laughs) There's There's more gigs there, though. I think we're the busiest act... At the festival, I'm appearing at six shows in three days. Oh my! <laughs> so it's uh, they they must they must have some kind of faith in me. Okay, okay. <laughs> well, that's good. Um, we're just about out of time. I, I do want to thank you for coming out to the show. It's been it's been fun. I think it's usually a good sign that the interview has gone well if you actually if you actually laugh a little bit and have some fun doing it. So I guess we are. I think our work is about done here. Um, but again, I do appreciate it. And uh, this again, uh, folks, thanks for listening. This has been an interview with Chris Kirby, who has the Vampire Hotel album out now and uh, is going to be up at the, uh, at the festival in Fredericton. If you happen to be up that way, tell him, tell him uh, you heard him here first. And I think I'm down to about the time when I have to hit the little button and say things are done. Um, that's the lady Almost. telling me to do that. I have exactly one minute of outage-type music, but um, we will talk to you folks not Well, do I do it on Monday or Tuesday? Monday's Labor Day. I'm not sure if I'm going to... I might delay that because it's a holiday. I should have a holiday off. But it's been fun, folks, and this is The Idea Cell out. Thank you for listening to... The IDSL. The It Doesn't Suck list is based on a search for tunes by Minnesota artists on GarageBand.com, sorted by the name of the song. We make no guarantees to play everything, just everything we can get away with. Theme music is 140 times from Rock On, also an IDSL tune from earlier in the list. Comments are welcome at GrizzliesGrowls.com. This show is released under Creative Commons, Attribution, Non-Commercial, No Derivatives, 3.0 License. Thanks again, and talk at you later. Later.